Welcome to Minute 81 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast, where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Travis Bowe of Real Comics Heroes, Marvel Events Timeline, and obviously the Watchman Minute, which is similar to what we do here. So welcome to the show, Travis. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I, I, you know, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit during the week, but uh, this was actually Travis's first time seeing this movie, so we're gonna we're gonna get some really good insight, hopefully. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll get so. we'll get someone's you know the, the perspective of someone who who's watching this with completely fresh eyes. So that that's yeah. great. You know, I I I personally saw this movie the first time thirty five years ago, so I could not tell you what I really thought of it when I first saw it, which. You know that that's one of the things that that always bothers me about movies is you can't relive the experience of seeing it the first time. You know, I, I right. It's sort of a sad story, but I remember hearing uh, maybe it was about a year ago or something like that that someone was telling, someone told the story about that their father had uh, some sort of sickness that he kept uh, you know forgetting things, and so they would constantly reshow him The Empire Strikes Back just to see his reaction. Every single time that you know Luke finds out that Darth Vader is his father, wow. which again, it, 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 apparently it was their his father's favorite movie. So you know, to be able to, uh, no one wants to be in that situation, obviously. But it's still, yeah. you know, it gives it first of all it gives me goosebumps to think about it. But it's the idea that that you know when you see a movie so many times, on the one hand, you can enjoy it even more because you see it more in detail. You're, you're looking at little things that you didn't before, like when you're doing it movies by minute, but on the other hand, something is missing from it because, you know, you don't have that, that first time experience type of thing, but what can you do? (laughs) That's the way it is. And that's the way that that's the, as they say, that's the, that's the way the cookie crumbles uh, cookie wise. You ever heard that phrase? Oh yeah. from the apartment with Jack Lemmon. Oh, yeah, that's where that's where that phrase <laughs> comes from. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, minute eighty-one begins with a truck driving down a snow-covered road, and ends with Neil and Dell uh, parting ways once again. You know, they they do that numerous times throughout this movie, and this is just another one of those moments where they get to part ways. So. Yet last on Friday, we basically ended things with Dell finding them a ride to Chicago. You know, we 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 know that they're they're stuck somewhere. Uh, if if you pay attention to what we talked about in the script, so we know that they're actually in Wisconsin. You know, they're they're at Okanomowak, Wisconsin. That's where they 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 were. Obviously, the the shots that we talked about last week all took place in Woodstock, Illinois. But, huh. you know, so you have the 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 trip from Okan... I keep getting that. That's wrong. Okanomowak. There you go. Maybe maybe I got that right. I'll try, I'll try not to say it too much. I don't know. Sounds close <laughs> enough. Yeah. Exactly. So they're, they have to get there from there to Chicago, and Dell is able to get them a ride in a truck that is filled with cheese that... On the side, it says the Ashkenagan truck, which is not a real name of a company, and you know they're 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 stuck in the back of that that refrigerator truck the, for throughout their journey. So one of the first things I did was to actually try to map out what's the distance from 
Akanamoak to Chicago. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I looked, obviously, where, where do you look for these things? You look for them on Google. And what I found was, is that the distance is 119.2 miles. And it usually takes around two hours, depending on which yeah. route you go there. Uh, they, they suggest three different routes that you can take. You know, you can go either I-41 south to I-94 east, or you can somehow take I-94 straight. I don't know. I don't know enough about the geography in Wisconsin to tell you because uh, Okanamowak is close to Milwaukee. You know, I, I, again, I don't know the exact distance it is from, from Milwaukee, but it's it's a, almost a two-hour drive from Chicago. And then the third third option is taking the Wisconsin 83 South to I-94 East. Yeah. It's I, in the movie. Is it supposed to be that they're going from Wisconsin? Well, this is the thing. in, that, in that, the previous scene. Okay, so Some... yes and no, because the trooper that pulls them over, you can see that he has a a, a sig uh, the on his shirt. There is a sign that says that that shows the state of Wisconsin as a state trooper, but it's wow. not mentioned in in the movie itself. Now, the original movie, and first of all, the original script is 160 pages, which is extremely long for a comedy. Okay. Yeah. How okay? The movie is ninety three minutes. The the final cut. How long do you think the first cut was? Give a wild guess. Um, you said it was one hundred sixty pages. So, yeah, I mean, probably close to what two hours. It was three hours and forty five minutes. Jeez. Okay. John Hughes was able to make a three hour and forty five minute movie from this script. He filmed everything in the script which is one of the reasons why every day I go through the differences in the script. This week we'll have some, some, some large chunks also. Okay. There are there, days where we'll have nothing and there are days that... we'll have large chunks. So there, okay. there are a lot of subplots that were cut out. There's okay. a whole subplot, which, you know what, I'll, I'll wait and, and, and spring that on you later this week when, when we okay. get to it. There's one uh, that the... I can probably guess, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Um, and there's basically in the editing process, they were able to cut out basically an entire movie. Think about it. They, they cut out two hours and yeah. 12 minutes, two hours and no, two hours. And uh, I guess around two, two hours and 13 minutes or something like that, that or no, 212 hours. I'm oh, sorry. Two hours and 12 minutes. So there you go. Die hard. You know, <laughs> they cut die yeah. hard out of this movie. That's actually quite interesting. Man. Uh, <laughs> How, yeah, I just I'm I'm floored by the how would they end up in Wisconsin? They were coming from St. Louis, you know, at the start of because not the, not the original journey, but right. Well, in in the, in the script, Dell just wasn't paying attention, and Neil was okay. was sleeping, okay, or whatever, and they somehow got to Wisconsin. Gotcha. Okay, you know, that, that makes sense. That, that's what basically happened. You know, no, okay. it doesn't mention where the El Rancho is. You know where where the motel was. It's possible that the motel when they were already at the motel, it was a problem because there is a sign that says I think that there are 102 miles from from Chicago when yeah. the car is burning, but it doesn't tell you where they are. So they they sure. theoretically could have been somewhere else. You know, in a different yeah. direction. Don't know. But the bottom line is is that in the movie itself, they don't mention it. Right. You know, but yeah. but if you think about it, it's taken them a hell of a long time to get to Chicago from St. Louis. Yeah. You know, I think it's. I think I, I plotted it out. It's like a five-hour drive or something like that, and it took them. Yeah. 
a day and a half, you know, just between St. Louis and, you know, because let, let's put it this way. They left St. Louis, uh, they left the, the airport in St. Louis. Let's say it was, it was still light. And since sunset was probably around 4.30 at, at that time in, in, on November 25th, 1987, I, I, I figured it out. I, I right now can't remember from my notes exactly when it was, but that's basically, you know, yeah. it's, it's something that, that's definitely takes a lot longer, you know, than, yeah. than, you know, than, than what they did. So I don't know. I did I don't notice know that, that I noticed that at the start of the minute, the truck that we see is on, you know, there's a sign for uh, U.S. Route 26 yes. that this truck's traveling on. I did look that up. Ooh, okay. And that so route, yes. okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. The, the U.S. Route 26, it stretches uh, 1,485 miles from Ogallala, Nebraska to Seaside, Oregon. So, you know, it's not a, a – I, I don't think that they're traveling on that real – road for this movie i don't know how they would end up in well, nebraska they, you they know, actually but... are because there is a route 26 on uh it's a state highway 26 in wisconsin hmm. so maybe, okay maybe a different road then because yeah apparently yeah, yeah it's a different road for sure but but what it comes down to that i mean i was going to bring this up in a few minutes anyway but there's no way that they were on that 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 road either because <laughs> That road starts in Oshkosh. Mm. That's the north end of Oshkosh, where it hits Route uh, I-41, which is one of the ones I mentioned where you need to take it. So it wouldn't make sense that the truck would be traveling there. Yeah. But, you know, so, but whatever. They it's, use, it's fun. You know, you know. Yeah. Let's put it this way. There's snow on the ground also. In real life, there wasn't snow right. on November this, 26, 1987. Yeah. You know, that, that's one of the things they got wrong here. You know, there we, we've we've discussed over the course of these minutes. There are things that they get right and things they get wrong when they're you know trying to predict the future. Yeah. You know the the whole thing with the weather. There there was no snow in any of the cities that they traveled to. Uh, Thanksgiving, huh. nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. But they they got the football game right. There, you know, the, when they were talking about uh, check out those bears or how about them bears. Mm. They apparently really had a great um, they had a great season, but they also had a great um, they they had a great game earlier that week, so it's fun to to think about it from that perspective. Huh. But I mean, it's it's conceivable that there would definitely have been snow at this time of year in yeah, for sure. in and around all the locations for sure. that they go to for sure. Yeah. But also, I mean, one of the one of the big problems they had with production of this movie was finding places with snow because they were chasing oh, okay. after the snow because they were they were filming this in in the spring. So they okay. had to find it was like the late spring that they were filming, so they had to find places with snow or or create fake snow for it. Okay. But again, in reality, in or in our universe, we could talk about parallel universes, right? So mm -hmm. in our universe, there really was no snow on the ground in Chicago or Wisconsin sure. on that day. But apparently in this parallel universe where Neil and Dell are traveling on Route 26. Which again, in our parallel universe, doesn't work, but maybe in theirs it does. You see, hey, this is great to be talking to a, a comic book person about, you know, parallel universes yeah. with plane trains and automobiles. Yeah, <laughs> you know, most most people wouldn't go there. <laughs> right.
<laughs> so basically, yes, we, we see the, the truck traveling down Route 26. And I like the way that they change the music. They give us like this happy mm -hmm. type of music at this point, making us believe that, okay, everything is now set. Everything's going great. And yeah, it's that, real uh, good uh, jaunty travel music. Yes, completely. It, yeah, it does give it does make you feel hopeful. Like this is the final leg of the journey. They're almost at the finish line or whatever. So yeah, it exactly. really works. Yeah, for sure, no question about that. And then we get it, uh, a few shots of the truck uh, traveling on different roads. It's first on that you know Route 26, and then we see it on a uh, on a highway that is you know. Uh, a regular, I guess you could say it's it's a U.S. highway. It's an I highway, <laughs> you know, as we mentioned earlier. And then we also see that the the truck gets to Chicago, and you see a big sign, you know, for the uh, Chicago Loop. Yeah. Okay. There's the exit for the Chicago Loop. Now, do, do what do you know about the Chicago Loop? Do you know anything about it? Not really. Um, if it's I'm in Indianapolis, so just one state over from Illinois and Chicago and we have a uh it's called 465 and it's a big loop that goes around the city. I don't know if it's a similar thing here. Big interstate that circles the city. But. Right, but the, okay, well the Chicago loop is actually not an interstate. The Chicago loop is actually the trains. It's the oh, Okay. You know the it's it's used, used to be known as the Union Loop. And it's a um it's a 1.79 mile circuit of elevated rails that forms the, the hub of the, the Chicago L system. And apparently they, they say that, that there's just about 75,000 people that use it every day. I mean, that, that's just amazing wow. that the number of people, uh, you know, and the, the reason that it's known as a loop is because it's, it loops around a rectangular uh, loops around a rectangle formed by Lake Street, Wabash Avenue, Van Buren Street, and Wells Street. So there's basically, you know, you have these four streets, and it's a it's a loop that goes uh, and and apparently you can travel both ways on it also. You know, the the train can go either way. Um, yeah. So I mean, it was it was actually built by uh, by Charles Tyson Yerkes or Yerkes around in the, the late 1800s and they they finally completed it in, in 1900 and you know it, it became pretty pretty popular for, for people to use i mean again they're still using it today so <laughs> you know not not, not as much people people like their cars more these days than they did back then apparently but uh, still sure <laughs> there, there's still plenty of people using it and um you know it it the the L system in Chicago is able to take people to the outskirts to the different suburbs and stuff like that, which is what comes into play, which we'll we'll talk about during the course of this week. You know, but it it will make it to uh, it goes to the, the suburbs of Forest Park, Oak Park, Evansville, Wilmot, Cicero, Rosemont, and Skokie. If anyone's heard of any of those places, I've I've heard of a few of them even though I'm not from Chicago, but, uh, you know, I've heard of Skokie and Oak Park. Oak Park, I think was, was, uh, I think they, that was, uh, Adventures in Babysitting. I think they were from Oak Park, okay. uh, Illinois. There's, there's no Shermer here, which, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> no, no John Hughes reference there. 
I think I've taken a train from, I want to say it was from Lincoln Park. Uh, it's kind of one of the uh, South Chicago suburbs. So, but I've it's been possible. to Chicago a few times, but. I can't even remember the last time I was in Chicago. <laughs> it's been decades for sure, but I've, I've been there, but I, I probably didn't, didn't ride on the L. So then basically the, you know, we, we see another sign that it's an ad for Delta, where it says uh, fly Delta. Now, one of the fun things that I find about this movie is, is that in general, you know, because of, of everything they, they, they say and what happens, you know, on all of the different types of transportation that they use, they don't use real names. And this is, you know, they actually let us see an ad for a real airline you know so it's uh fly delta and so i mean delta is now one of the largest uh carriers in the u.s okay it has 5400 flights every day has 325 destinations in 52 countries over six continents um they have nine hubs Right, so we got uh, the, the main ones in in Atlanta, and then uh, there there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of other ones. It, it started in the 1925. It was uh, it used to there, there someone had a, an aerial dust cropping operation called Huff Dalen Dusters, and they uh, then changed it into uh, it was bought up by by. Uh, CE woman who became the first CEO of Delta and you know they they incorporated it as as a, an airline in 1928 and it was named after the Mississippi Delta region now I didn't know that never even thought about the fact of where it would you know where the the name came from you know it's just you know there's a lot of things a lot of things that the names just stick and you know we're talking almost 100 years now you never even think about where the name actually came from yeah and uh yeah so you know and it's it's, it. it's grown a lot it's taken over a number of different airlines over the years took over sure. uh, northeast took over western airlines and recently and it acquired uh all of pan am's routes when when pan am went 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 under or went belly up i guess you could say <laughs> and they, they actually went bankrupt at one point in in uh 2005 and they were able to still fend off a hostile takeover from U.S. Airways, and and then a year later they took over Northwest. So I mean, it's just amazing how they've survived after all these yeah. years. You know, and and throughout the course of of their history, they've had uh, thirteen fatal accidents, uh, with two hundred ninety nine passengers and crew having uh, been killed in any of these acts in these accidents. And uh, fourteen people on the ground. So yeah, they, they they have an interesting history. Sure. You know. And uh, then you know the 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 shot continues, and we get to see all the skyscrapers in the distance of Chicago. Don't worry, I'm not going to go into all the skyscrapers that are there. You know, I don't I don't know Chicago that well to be able to to point out which one of them are. And then the shot changes, and we see Dell and Neil standing on the the platform. At the and we see a big sign behind them saying LaSalle Van Buren. That's the the train stop that they're that that they're at. 
which is located at 121 West Van Buren Street. And it, it's close to the Chicago Board of Trade, the Chicago Board Options Exchange, and the Metropolitan Correctional Center. So, um, can we go back to the the skyline? The yeah, look sure. at Chicago, real quick. Yeah, of course. Um, I was. It's like right, right around second twenty-two, you get this shot of the the truck heading into Chicago, and mm-hmm. then yeah, you see the skyline, the buildings, and it struck me that the buildings are definitely a matte painting because uh, there's just a, a hazy quality about them, which, you know, with a city you could, you could, you know, say, yeah, maybe it's, it's you know, foggy or, or whatever, but um, there's, you, know, you get a really decent view of it and you can definitely see that this, this is all painted. And then if you look at the snow that's piled up on either side of the interstate, that is all a painting as well. And oh, I started wow. looking more and more at this and I think the only thing that is real is the oncoming and outgoing highway, the road, the cars. Those are real. I think everything else is painted. Um, the Chicago Loop sign might be real, but I think the under the, the overpass that it's attached to that they drive under, I think, is fake as well. Wow. Um, I'm I'm guessing that they didn't have a, a snowy day. Of this, so they probably took a real, you know, real footage of this and just painted snow and hazy weather over the top of it. Wow, is my guess. So I think, like, if you look in the in the distance, you got some rooftops that are covered in snow. So I think it's just kind of a blending of of a real real footage and a a map painting. So it oh, was, wow. yeah, that that that's amazing. I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even notice that. I mean, you're 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 an artist, so you know these things better than I do. <laughs> well, it was just the the building, the skyline gave it away, and then I then I saw the snow, and that was a like a, a for sure like painting. You can just kind of see the edges edges of it are just not detailed enough, and and then we start kind of looking around. It's like yeah, I think I think there's a lot of uh, painting uh, in this image. So wow, I mean it's well done, you know. But. Well, it fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> I tried looking up who the the matte painting you know, person would have been on this film. I couldn't find any information on that. So. Ah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, okay. Thank you. That, that's really, that's really insightful. Now you have to go back and look at the rest of the movie and tell me if, what else is painted on. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, okay. Now we'll go back to, to, to Dell and Neil standing at the train stop. Now, one of the things that I found very interesting about this particular train stop, you know, the LaSalle Van Buren, stop is that it's actually featured in uh two other famous movies this particular uh stop so have you ever seen the movie running scared with billy crystal and uh, gregory hines no so they play these two chicago cops who are tracking down a a drug dealer mm. and so uh you know they 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 actually have a scene i i now can remember the, the scene. I, saw, I actually saw the movie like a month and a half ago again. So there's that. And there's also a, a black exploitation movie from the 70s called Three the Hard Way, which has a scene that takes place there. So, you know, found that a little bit interesting. So basically, the two of them are, are start having a conversation. And then Dell says to Neil, believe this. Neil responds, it's been a hell of a trip. It sure has. 
And then Neil says, but after all was said and done, you, you did get me home and I really appreciate it. So first of all, I, I, you know, Neil is standing there with his hands in his pocket. He seems like he's nervous. The fact that he's actually, you know, giving Dell this compliment, you know, that he, he not a hundred percent ready to, to do this type of thing. You know, but but what what I like about this is you really can see the first of all the character arc of Neil, how much he's changed, and you can also see how their friendship has changed. You know, even just the fact that that last night the two of them were sitting in the motel, you know, uh, just talking over uh, uh, what was it, Doritos and and little little bottles of booze. Yeah, you know, their 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 friendship became more intact through that, you know, after all of the, the things that they've gone through over the, the, the previous, you know, over, over these, this entire trip, you know, finally something has solidified here. So I, I like the way that they, they did that. You know, there's just little, this little scene and the way that you see how Neil is fidgeting, you know, he's, yeah. he's comfortable, but uncomfortable at the same time, that type of thing. Yeah, is yeah. I think it's it's he knows that they're about to part ways. I think he's anxious to you know complete his journey, and I think he's a little bit relieved when the the train finally starts to to roll up behind him. Yeah, completely. And then Dell says to him, "Hey, next time let's go first class, all right?" Yeah. And then Neil starts laughing and says, "Oh God, I hope there isn't a next time." And Dell responds, "I know what you mean. I really do." And one of the things I like is you, you can look around and you can see that there are like these billboard ads around them. And I tried checking out if they're real and it turns out that they're all fake. You know, there's, there's one that, really? that says, bring down the house, house of Stuart. I, I wasn't able to find online any reference to that besides, you know, you do house of Stuart and you get the whole uh, British uh, monarchy. So that, that was the only thing I found. It's possible that it was something at the time that, that has since closed down. And then they also have a sign there for American West Airlines, where it says "The Sun Run." So I, uh, it's pretty pretty funny because the, the the two cities that you can get flights to are either uh, Tucson or Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So I guess, or that, that that are in the ad, you know, you can get for either ninety eight dollars yeah. to Tucson or eighty five dollars to Phoenix. But from what I found out, th- those are pretty much fake, also. Well, the airline was real. American the West American... Airlines was was real in in 1987. Yeah, the, I actually looked him up for. I think maybe the next minute there's a good shot where I think it's just Dell there by himself, right? Yeah, and yeah. you, you, see, you see the full uh, banner, yeah. mm-hmm. and it clearly says like America. Is it America West Airlines? American West. American. Yeah. Um, yeah. They 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 were around from 1981 to 2007. Oh wow! And then okay. they got they got went through bankruptcy and all that, and got bought up eventually by American Airlines. Oh wow! Okay, see, I I, I guess I missed that when I when I when I looked for it. I didn't. Uh, you're right. You are definitely right. So I I stand or sit corrected. <laughs> <laughs> I I wonder if that was actually their their slogan. You know, the sun probably, run. Probably for that. Uh, flight that they were advertising if you want to take a flight from either o'hare or or midway to probably o'hare um right. from there to Tucson arizona yeah i mean yeah. yeah right okay cool and then uh 
Dell quickly changes the the subject, and you know he's he's also feeling a little uncomfortable here. And then they see the the train approaching, and he goes, "This you?" And then Neil responds, "Yep." And and that's pretty much how this this then they 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 you know look each other over that they're about to you know part ways once again, and that's how this this minute ends. You know, so do you have anything else you want to say about this particular minute before we get into the script and other stuff? Um, I like the kind of the wide shot when it's just the two of them standing on this platform and you just get a look at at I, I, I really like the contrast in Neil with um, he, he only has the clothes on his back and yes. then and Del's uh, got everything. Del <laughs> Hermit Crab Dell, where he just you know, takes everything with him, you know, he just lives out of this, uh, trunk. So yeah, yeah I just really like the, the, the way they both, you know, have, have finished this journey, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Which, which is funny because, you know, as, as we know, Dell doesn't have anything else and yeah. Neil does. So it's like, it's not that big of a deal <laughs> that, that Neil has lost stuff and needs to get new stuff. You know, but but if Dell were to have to get new stuff, it would be much different. It'd yeah, be a completely different story. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that shot also. I, I think it's great seeing the the contrast between the muscle and they both still have their coats. You know, and the contrast between the the dark blue or sorry the bright blue uh, winter coat parka. That, that, yeah, the parka. There you go. That that Dell has and and the. You know, basically Neil Neil's coat doesn't look that warm. <laughs> no, but it also doesn't look. It looks like uh, wear your dad's clothes to to school day. That jacket or that coat looks so big on him. Yeah, and I know that's the they're meant to be to be big, but he just looks like he's just lost in that huge coat. Yeah, <laughs> but that was kind of the style. Yeah, that's true. Right. So the script we actually have uh, a few extra scenes in this particular minute that, that were completely cut out of the, the final cut. So first of all, you have, uh, <laughs> when the semi gets to Chicago, it pulls up into a loading dock. And then we end up finding out that Dell, they didn't get a free ride. Basically Dell made a deal with the guy that they would help unload all of the, <laughs> sorry, not help that they would unload all this stuff. So like the, uh, the driver comes over to them and says to says, I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee. You jokers start unloading. <laughs> and then you get like Neil's reaction to the whole fact that you know he wasn't expecting it. And then Dell turns to him and goes, Nothing's free in this world. You're in the advertising business. You ought to know that. <laughs> I like that. I, I kinda wish that would have been in there because yeah. it, it makes sense that their their journey, they'd need to work, you know. Uh, yeah, but but on the other hand, way. They're, they're, they've reached a point in the story where they're trying to show, okay, everything now is good between the two of them. And to add something yeah. else might have been That's a little true. too much. You know? yeah. And then Dell goes, it won't take long. This is nothing. I once had to wash out a cement truck. I'll let you operate the forklift. You ever operate a forklift? It's a kick. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, then they show another shot of, of – uh, you see a black and white TV watching a football game. And then, you know, Dell and Neil come to the doorway and Dell says to the driver who's sitting there with the dock worker watching the, the football game, you know, he goes, we're out of here. And the driver goes, oh, you're already done? He goes, yep. Yeah. And then Neil goes, how much time is left in the game? 
So the driver goes, fourth quarter is just about to start. So Doug goes, you're home. It's in the bag. One, this is one of the things that they were talking about earlier, that, that Neil promised to be home before the end of the football game. So that that's something. But since they cut that out, it didn't really need to, you know, to to be in here. And then they have something very interesting, which is something that I that 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 I've always wondered. You know, first of all, they have the two of them um, take the trunk up the up the, the the stairs of the the L platform. You know, struggling to to lift it up the whole way. And then Dell reaches into it says Dell reaches into his pocket and removes the last of their money. Now, as far as we know, they didn't have any money left. So I was always wondering, how does Neil pay to get on the train? Mm. You know, he, 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 you know, he gave all of he, what he gave what was it seventeen dollars and a really nice watch. He oh, didn't yeah. have anything else. So where's he buying his tokens from? You know, and then so this little scene shows that Dell says that he'll pay for the tokens. And then he asks uh, Neil, "Where's he need to go?" And he goes, "I need to go to Wilmot." So Dell then goes and, and shuffles over to the ticket window, and then, uh, you know, at this point, Neil starts brushing himself off, you know, to, to make himself feel a little more uh, presentable for what he's doing. And then there, there's a slight discrepancy with, with the rest of the conversation between them, because then it goes back to the, to the conversation, but it's, it's a lot shorter than, than what we have in the movie itself. Where Dell basically says, next time we'll try to go for a little more comfort and style, as opposed to saying we'll we'll go first class. That's the the slight difference. And then there's one other slight difference when Dell asks, "This you?" And so in this original script, it actually says, "This is you," as opposed to he's not asking the question. He's stating he's making a statement. He's he's stating a fact. Okay, here's your train. Which if they're feeling very uncomfortable, that actually works better you know by saying oh here's your train as opposed to saying is this yeah. your train you know so yeah, yeah i mean play differences nothing that really oh yeah both of them work to just fill the uncomfortable silence yeah yeah completely and as far as like the the money goes i i kind of got the impression that that dell was running the uh the shower ring earring grift like throughout the the journey so even though we didn't they see must it have needed to. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean because he didn't have that much money left you know i'm trying to remember yeah. how much he offered what was it three dollars that he yeah. offered him or something like that yeah maybe two two something or yeah. and a casio yeah and, and a casio <laughs> so every monday we have a segment called martin monday where my guests will give their top five steve martin performances so what have you got for us travis uh, number five, I'll go Sergeant Bilko. Okay. Then uh, I will say uh, the first half of the jerk. No, I'll put that one <laughs> higher. That that one will come later. Um, I, I'll say uh, Three Amigos. Okay. I, that's one I grew up just loving. Uh, but I haven't yeah. – like Sergeant Bilko, I haven't seen it in decades now. So Now, what does that mean? It means you need to go rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then I will throw in the only murders in the building. I really like that that newer show. Okay, I still haven't seen that. I really know. I know I need to see it. It's it's fun. Um, and then in the number two spot, I will throw in this uh, plane, trains, and automobile, which leaves uh, 
in number one, the first half of uh, The Jerk. <laughs> I love the, well, I I love the way that movie. Credit, even though it's only What's the that? first half. I said I'll, I'll give it full credit. Okay. Yeah. It works out <laughs> because I also have a half of movie uh, later on for John Candy. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we're, we'll only get there on Friday. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you for that. So. Yeah. Every day we, we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track where either myself or my guest will give a little story about some adventure or misadventure that one of us have had over the course of the journey of life. So I, I, everyone gets another story from me today. So back in I was I think I was I think I was still in high school. I think I was I was a senior in high school and I was I was traveling. I was I grew up in Detroit. So I was traveling from Detroit to Indianapolis. And I think if I remember correctly, it was a six or seven hour trip. I went with a friend of mine. We were going to visit uh, another friends for, for the weekend, another group of friends for the weekend. And I remember driving on the highway. I can't remember which highway it was. Um, you know, you, you probably know which highway goes from, was it like I, I 80 or who knows? Uh, no, it'd be. On, uh, <laughs> Maybe it was I 94. Yeah. 94. <laughs> Uh, thirty-one would would be a good road. No, it wasn't. It wasn't thirty-one. Into Michigan. It, was, it was a big okay. one. It was. I'm saying. It was, okay. No, because we were sixty-nine. We were, I think maybe or sixty-seven. Mm, but again, I don't remember. This is, yeah, we're talking about thirty years, thirty, thirty or thirty-one years ago. Yeah, so I I, I can't remember the exact uh, uh, which highway it was on. That that doesn't make a difference. Yeah. And I remember I'm driving down. You know, high school senior driving around. You know, I had a, a clunker. You know going as fast as I could, you know, wanting to get to Indianapolis as quick as possible. And then there was this, this black sedan that just sped right by us and they started honking and, and, uh, you know, basically cursing us out and just flew right by us. And, you know, even, even today when people curse me out, when I'm driving, I don't, I don't really care. I don't, I don't make a big deal out of it. You know, that's their problem, not mine. And, and then I, I like five miles down, we ended up seeing that car on the side of the road with smoke coming out of the engine. And it was just, it was such a, a great feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so that, that was, that's my little story. You know, it's a, uh, it's a slight, a small little travel story, you know, where, where I, I, I guess someone got revenge. I didn't get, get the revenge, but uh, you know, it was, it was a great feeling. No, no I know, I know that it. feeling, you know, you, you're <laughs> wishing, you know, not harm to come from somebody. But, yeah, when someone is just a real jerk on the road, you just you want them to get pulled over or, or yeah, something like that. Exactly. And, uh, you know, yeah. this, this comes close. <laughs> he didn't get pulled over, but uh, he, he had his problems. All right. Great. So, Travis, you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you? Sure, you can find me on uh, Real Comic Heroes, and that's my uh, my long running podcast where we go through a big list of comic book movies, primarily comic book movies. That is, uh, we also do stuff like you know Planet of the Apes and Star Trek and uh, James Bond and other things, but uh, primarily comic books. And we go in uh, release order. We started with Superman and the Mole Men from 1951, and are moving towards the present. So as of this recording, we are in uh, 1997. We just did uh, 
some stuff from 96, like Mission Impossible and uh, Star Trek Generations and, and uh, Star Trek First Contact we just did. Um, so stuff like that. Um, yeah, check it out. It's Real Comic Heroes, Real with two E's. Oh, wow. So you're probably getting close to Steel. Uh, yeah, I think that's 98, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I think yeah that one's coming up. Yeah. Have fun with that one. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm oh, not a man. fan. <laughs> not a fan. Never seen it. So I only know it by reputation. All right. So that, yeah, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe. Many podcasts you might be using to listen to this show. And finding me is very simple. All you do is just a quick search for Movie Rob Minute, and you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Twitter, or you can go to my website. So, Travis, you feel like coming back again tomorrow and talking a little bit more about uh, plane trains and automobiles? Absolutely. Excellent. Well, well, we shall see everyone tomorrow, and until then, you're fine. You're fine.